Johnny Pemberton. We're currently live right now in the Feral Audio studio here in beautiful, unfortunately sunny Burbank, California. The guest is arriving. She's parking right now. Uh, you're currently listening to the sounds coming from the place in which they're emanating. Music from General Baby. Go to SoundCloud, search General Baby, please. This is the wonderful John Nielsen playing his guitar. I'm changing it though. I've made some changes to it. I'm sorry about that, John. You can talk about me to that. You can talk to me about that later on. Uh, if you're listening right now, you need to be aware that on the weekend after the election in Washington, D.C. at Draft House Comedy, Johnny Pemberton will be performing live with himself Thursday night, Friday night, two shows, Saturday night, also two shows. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful place he's never been to before, but he hears great things. Here's a lot of great things from a lot of great people about it and it's supposed to be just the best so if tuesday is the eighth what dates what dates are those let's try to figure out what dates those are real quick i'm going to check the calendar app here and figure out what dates those are it appears that it's the uh the 10th of november the 11th and the 12th of november so go on down to washington dc if you're living in the north go on down south to washington dc and check out those live shows featuring comedian johnny pemberton at the draft house it's not the alamo draft house at least he doesn't think it is but it's the draft house comedy in Washington DC where the president lives at this point in time this is being recorded live to tape as is the name suggests before this sort of uh thing that's happening with the president I just got a text from Beth everybody uh, I parked on the street and I walked to the back door and it's locked and I don't know what to do should I go to the front she just texted me that. I think Gus is going to take care of her right now. Uh, so everything's, everything's doing just really, we're doing really great here. There's nothing to worry about. If you were worried about what was happening, then you would be alone. Because I'm not worried about anything right now. This is Dicker Troy. Actually, this is Dicker Troy. I've been here for a good amount of time trying to understand the ways with which we get inside ourselves and our minds, trying to find the uh, how how do you like yourself and at what point is it something that you are thinking about what you're doing trying to change it or just to sit inside the the difficulty and we're going to talk to a wonderful comedian here very soon she's going to step in and enlighten us with that but otherwise 
what you need to know. Oh, oh, hi, Beth. How's it going? Hey. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Beth Stellings here in the studio. We're, we're recording right now. Uh, what you need to do is if you want to support the podcast, go to feralaudio.com and check out the page there. You can shop on Amazon to your goddamn dingleberry heart's content. You can buy a comb to remove your dog's hair. You can buy toilet paper. You can buy cascade dishwashing pucks that you put in your dishwasher and they have a prescribed, have a a proscribed amount of dishwashing detergent that will allow you to to do what you need to do. Thank you, thank you for listening to Live to Tape. Uh, coming soon is Johnny Pemberton at the Draft House Comedy, but right now he's here with Beth Stelling. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Pemberton and Beth Stelling. <laughs> Hey Beth. Hey, what's up? Hey, how's hey. it going? Hey. Um, nice to see you. Hey, welcome to Live to Tape. Thanks for having me. <laughs> the last time I was here, I thought I think we were twisting in the wind. That's true. We were twisting the wind, which is a, it's a common thing to call it the wrong thing. Oh, it was just twisting the wind. It's twisting the wind. It's like sort of like a all these years. I've been promoting it wrong. I've been promoting our episode. Just You've been that. saying twisting in the wind? Yeah, every day I promote it. I think that's actually a better name for it because it was more like people were twisting in the wind as opposed to twisting the wind. That's sort of a twisting the wind is a reference to uh, speaking. Hanging. Oh, okay. No, just speaking. Because like, when, you're, when you're speaking, what are you doing? Twisting the wind with you're your tongue. The wind. This is kind of awkward. I feel like these. I feel like I'm like, <laughs> like staring through like a half completed like building. I like there's a screen between us. <clears throat> Not the screen, but these. It's like, yeah, yeah. we're okay. We're okay. Uh, I can always roll back or roll on. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Hey Beth. Hey. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I just said, how's it going? That's the, I hate saying that. We're gonna fix like this. a crowd. Dustin's gonna fix this, so it sounds. Um, so these are special mics. In the vo- See, I can tell. That. Isn't that good? Now we're fine. I can tell they're special. We're great. So they're very expensive. Do, he's gonna fix yours. Do the same thing. There's some rules in the back of the Velveeta room in Austin. That, you, did you just come from there? No. Oh. But when you said how was it going, it yeah. made me think of that. Oh wait, <clears> they say not to say that. Yeah, you broke the rule. I fucking hate how's it going. Oh, I mean to say. Oh yeah. It's when like, you open a crowd because you don't. You know care. what that is? I think it was Bill Hicks. Honestly. Yeah, that's the old. That's the old. They also have that in the. Back Back room of the um, maybe you're thinking of the Laughing Skull actually. You think of the Laughing oh, Skull? Are you trying to mansplain venues to me? Oh my god! Oh my god! You just fucking aced me. What? Well, I just know. <laughs> no, it was in the back of the Velveeta room in Austin, but they well, might have taken it down. They also have it in the Laughing. I've never been in the back room of the Velveeta room. Oh, so I could maybe who's put a recommendation who? in. Yeah, like like that would matter. <laughs> Uh, I get some pull at the Velveeta room. You do? No. When was the last time you were there? Probably 2012. 2012? That's four years Maybe ago. Maybe 2011. 2011. But it's because I do Cap City. Okay. Cap City's, uh, it's a bigger venue. Austin. Yeah. Where yeah. Is that? Where is that? Um, Where in Austin is that? It's in the strip mall. Do you know that yesterday I got to Austin? You did? Yeah. You were in Austin yesterday. I am. Well, so this will be coming out on Saturday. Oh, great! I'm changing the order, Dustin, because I want to. I want to bump this one up. So, because oh. I'm trying to promote this show. Yeah. That I, that I think I don't know how to promote. I haven't done a head. I haven't headlined in a while. I see. I forgot. Like, do you have to promote this? And if do how? If, if do how? Well, if we're getting into. Let's get in the weeds. The nitty gritty, the weeds. Yeah. I would say, if your contract says. 
bonus at you know 250 yeah. sold then yeah promote the heck out of it yeah but if if they're no bonus if they're no bonus don't be promoting if they're no bonus they're no promoting if you don't promote they won't come if you don't i've heard this said before if you don't promote you don't float that's true get your fucking dick out the box <laughs> If you don't promote, get out the boat. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Ready to laugh. Ready to laugh. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Do you like Bill Hicks? I love Bill Hicks. Interesting. I'm not, I'm not like a I'm not I've a Hicks guy. I've only listened to about maybe 15 minutes of material and it was just yesterday you know what i wouldn't say i i think i overextended my love for him i'm not like a big hicks i'm not a hicks fan a hick head i think to be a hicks head to be a hicks head you have to be like a comedy fan person right yeah i also think you have to just like the cool part about it is looking back at like what i listened to at least was in 1993 yeah my have times changed oh yeah because he is the irony is that he was considered so progressive but he is pretty <laughs> not progressive he's not it's really <laughs> it's weird because he says stuff where i can't really let that go yeah it'll be it's kind of like oh man uh, you know um they're trying to teach little kids about lesbian about well, gay that, people that was the you saw that special that letterman pulled right is that you're talking about no i this is just a cd i listened i got okay. in probably i think that's some the, sort of comedy bag a comedy bag yeah that's what we get paid in bottled water and comedy bags yeah here's some stuff that you will have difficulty traveling with <laughs> and a couple of flyers yeah, here's some stuff here's some stuff in a bag that doesn't support the weight with which has been put inside of it <laughs> uh to carry around it's got it's got a warm beer uh it's in a glass bottle yes 17 condoms 17 condoms we assume you fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah you got you, please please fuck your fans it says please. so yeah i was gonna say it says so much about what the promoters and the producers think about comedians yeah like, they fuck they fuck a lot. Hey, check out. I know you're and, and the use protection. You're probably hangovers. Here's a good hangover remedy we put in the bag here. A couple of aspirin and some band aids, you know, because you're going to be so drunk you're going to trip over yourself in a briar patch. I know, that's what they Trying to say. get a condom on to fuck a piece of shit you just took out of your butt. <laughs> How are we supposed to be better when they don't want yeah. us to act better? There's some great. Uh, Remember when Robin Williams died? It was like a lot of people said a lot of things about that because it was a big deal. A lot of people did. And uh, Dana Gould. God, I hope it's Dana Gould. It's got to be Dana Gould, yeah. Popcat? I always have a problem of misreferencing who some. I can't remember who said the thing, mm -hmm. but I know someone said it. It's okay. I think it's Dana Gould, but I think he wrote an article about how comedy is the only business where you have to go ask for your money after you've done your job otherwise they literally won't give it to you <laughs> it's like if you don't ask for the money they'll be like well guess you didn't want it <laughs> Ooh. like isn't that isn't that real yeah okay. another one fell for it yeah have you ever had have you read you've had because you do a lot of comedy like we've no we met each other uh in montreal was it 2011 uh -huh. yeah 2011 five years ago five years ago um which i probably had one of the, the worst sets that anyone's ever had in canada but it was really? great yeah see i just oh the first night so funny what we remember i remember that oh, because the it was warm great. up at the nest yeah it was like so bad that's true that to me it was i'm glad that happened yeah it didn't. i'm drinking this coffee i'm drinking a little coffee okay, too cool. i had a um audition this morning for what caught folgers just 
another pothead, and um, so I didn't have any coffee because I wanted to be chill. But oh, really? Um, yeah, so I didn't get all jittery and talkative. That's a good thing, actually. I think it's good to have a little. T- I do tea. I do tea. Do you? Are you drinking yeah. tea over no, there? No, it's coffee? coffee. I do tea in the morning. It's like okay. a ritual thing. I, I don't want to drink it. I just have to. Okay. It's like I turn the kettle on, fill up the crusty Lacrosette kettle that should be refunded because of what, how it's performed. Yeah. And Especially the for the brand. Yeah, I know. What's happening? It's just the the ring that holds the. I've been using filtered water. Yeah. Oh no, not always. I use spring I think... water, but which, which has. Okay. I don't want to use filter. I want to use spring water. From your own spring? No, I get it delivered. I need to get into that. You should do it. It's like not that expensive. It's worth it. Do you use Mountain Spring? Uh, it's from from Palomar, California, which is near San Diego. Do you get a big old jug of it? Yeah, I get four big old jugs of it. What else do you want to know? Is it like proactive? Like, oh, no, I have too many. Um, and I can't stop it? Oh, no, no. Well, here's how it works. Like, we, do they make you get a minimum of four jugs and there's no way you can drink all that water? No, you, you, it's, it's real easy and smooth. I put out what I want. So if I put out four jugs... They're going to leave four jugs. Now, are we talking jugs that go, like, upside down on a water cooler? Yeah, we're talking about five-gallon JJ's. Wow. (laughs) Five-gallon (laughs) JJ. Why are you crying? What's wrong? Because it makes me laugh so hard. What does? What's, what makes you laugh so hard? Oh my god, I love it. What do you love? I love it when my voice changes. What happened to you? I drank a little bit of helium. Then I smoked a couple of cigarettes. So you're like a helium cigarette bitch. It was really dangerous of me to do it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ask me, that. Ask me some more questions about my water. Okay. I was just wondering. I can help you out. I can hook you up with these guys. To what temperature do you usually like to heat your water? I don't, I like my, to drink my water. Yeah. I like it at room temp. <laughs> I like my water at room temp for drinking. Oh, man. That's hard to believe. Why? It's good for like you. cool crisp. You know, you can look at that screen all you want. It's not going to tell you anything. <laughs> I'm looking for answers, but there aren't any, man. <laughs> I can't even. I can't what kind, of answer, what kind of answers are you looking for? A heartbeat. Anything really. Answers. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear is what they How's said. How's your heart? My heart's doing great. I, I get pretty good myocardial. Do you feel like it's full of love? Um, sometimes I think I probably had, could have more love. Yeah. How about you? I feel a little bit like <clears throat> numb. Yeah, you see, this is the cool thing about having your voice disguised—you can really say what you want. Yeah. How, how you feel? You feel a bit numb. Right. Yeah. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Tough. What does that mean? I think I'm a man. Oh, you are? Okay. Well, if you read the book, I'm actually more on the man's side. What book is this? Did you write, did you write, did you write a book? No, no, no. Uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. That's a book. It is a book. Yeah, but you say you're more on the man's side. I think so. Okay. But I also find it a little, um, sometimes it feels like a little cliche, if you will. Yeah, it's for, okay. uh, I don't know, maybe I just watch too much comedy, but... 
you know, when like um, someone's on stage, man or woman, but right. sort of either buy into the uh, pre, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The ideas, okay. Let me. I'm gonna form a sentence. You can. You can take your time with it. For the real. idea that I would say, um, oh, I'm like a man because, or I don't have a lot of girlfriends because I'm a dude's girl. Right. Because you like feels fishing. weird. I that's, feel like that's so cliche. I, I guess have it, girlfriends. Maybe it's cliche in the sense it's it's more like a, it's like an older time. I not so much. Pandering. Yeah. I think in a way too. That is, I hate saying that. It's like me saying girls can't like sports, but. I think some of the people I know who like sports the most are women. Really? People I know who hate sports the most are men. Interesting. Yeah. Like, you think all, those, all, those, all the sideline reporters I've ever seen are women now, right? Aren't they? They are. A lot of them are. Yeah. I know, but then you would argue that they're they not. Well, there are a lot of athletes, I think, that respect them. I think so. I think they've, they've come to respect them because it's like, they hey, guess so. what? You got no choice. <laughs> what, are you going to not talk to her? <laughs> what, are you going to say something? You saw that guy in that press conference recently? He was like, said something like, A69, baby. You know what I'm talking about. It's some it's some big-time big, big time football player said this. He said to a... Uh, I, I, I think it was, I think he said it to someone, to a woman in the audience, or a reporter, I'm not sure exactly, but he'd said something. This guy is clearly just really has trouble thinking. Like, it's, I feel, it's kind of, you, you can see if... The thoughts. Yeah, if any, if any sort of visual indication or speech, just, you know, you, you look at someone and you're like, oh, this person is... If you can make any kind of a judgment based upon their voice or mm -hmm. their way they speak and way they look this guy this and guy is dumb as a fucking brick it, it hurts <laughs> yeah it's like oh god he just doesn't know how dumb he is <laughs> but he said something he made a 69 joke like a really bad 69 joke and it's just like oh god oh god <laughs> like ryan lochte yeah, like he's like got that lochty, got that lochty glaze. It's like he doesn't know what he's just said. He doesn't. He doesn't have any idea. Yeah. He's the kind of guy. If you put him in a glass box, he would be. I live here now. He would laugh and be like, "This is cool. What is this?" And then he'd freak out and start crying. <laughs> I was just gonna say that he'd accept it. He'd accept it. Look at his reflection. Hey, what is this? It looks like air, but I can't go through it. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Like hard water? <laughs> oh, who was this? I forget. There was another. There was another basketball player who on Instagram responded to a woman on his Instagram, and he oh, said did. something about you want the pipe. Oh, the pipe. What is that? Is he he's, a plumber? He's talking about a yeah. Oh, his jack. Yeah. His thumbelina. Something like, you can't handle the pipe, or you, you're trying to get the pipe. That's what it was. And then people put it on a shirt. <laughs> you're trying, trying to get, get the, the pipe. pipe. You're uh, trying to get the pipe. I probably said that in private. Yeah. But that's okay, Sam. Private. That's foreplay. Yeah. yeah. What's your shirt say? It's just my friend's, my friend's band. Maxie Dean? Maxie Dean, yeah. Like, it's worn or it meant to be worn? I think a little bit worn it's off. a, I think it's a, it's a, it's a punk band, so this is a made, this is a homemade DIY shirt. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's been, it's been rubbed off. It's pretty great, rubbed off. It's good. I think it's good. Yeah. I want to go ask you about the pandering. No. You want to tell me about pandering? Yeah, I meant like, I, I don't know. It's tough. I, 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 whenever somebody asks me the the age old question of what's it like being a female comedian, you know, it's like I, up until 
like for many years I've been doing stand up now for nine years I would always just be like it's great it's easier it's fun I stand out on yeah. the lineup and of course there's like dumb stuff you have to put up with but mm-hmm. think about being a boy in stand up comedy and having to deal with well being just another boy yeah fitting in thinking right. if the other guys are funny or think you're funny blah yeah. blah blah it's the same problems yeah everything is everything to some extent that being said women are majorly sexualized in everything we see all the time right you know and then you know, when we're allowed, quote unquote, to be comedians, stand-up comedians, we're not. It, it's a turn-off for everybody to hear us talk about sex. Is it? For a lot of people, it's like, oh, oh. great, another female comedian talking about sex. It's like you made us sex. So we are sex, and then when we get on stage, you're mad. Now, I personally don't think I talk a lot about sex because right. when I first started. I made a point to not. I was like, I won't talk about sex. I'm just going to talk about things that could be both genders. Right. Because I was trying to be like, I was trying to work clean and I was trying to not buy into these stereotypes. trying to work clean, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. And, uh, but then now I, you know, I cuss every now and then or something. Man, I didn't realize that. I guess I didn't realize, uh, you don't seem like that. You're like, you're clean. Clean? Yeah. You think I'm dirty? That's a good thing. Because I'm saying. Yeah. That it doesn't seem like you're doing it that way when yeah. actually maybe you are. Yeah, I think I think also I just years wore on and I thought, okay, now that I know I can kind of do that, mm-hmm. if I wanted, I, I'll say you know say an F the bomb. F or the Fuck. S or Shit. the S or the C. Cun? Yeah. Cunny. Cunny. I used to know a lady named Cunny Gilbertson. <laughs> she got a lot of flack. <laughs> I didn't though. That would be great if I did. Cunny Gilbertson. So. Yeah, you're saying that you say those things. Oh, yeah. So I guess what I was kind of saying, I I think, I don't know if I was making any sense. It was really distracting. I loved having my voice like that. Mm -hmm. It was really funny to me. And I think I was trying to make a point, but it didn't really make a point because I was so distracted. You know, when you like smoke a little bit of weed. Yeah, I've smoked a little weed before. Yeah. And then the words start coming out of your mouth and you're like, these aren't my words. This is it's not the, what I should be saying. Well, it's God speaking through you. Yeah, it's what like, it is. uh-oh, what's happening? <laughs> like, these words are, I shouldn't be talking, you know. So I think that's when my voice changed earlier and I started talking about pandering and something about men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It really took a turn. So I never read that book, though, so I don't Me understand. neither. Okay. I thought but you my ex-boyfriend, it. Sam, did tell me that I was on the, the man side of things. Is that the Ohio boyfriend? This was Sam. He's a New York comedian. Okay. Um, yeah. I never met him. He's nice. He's great. He lives over there still. How come you don't live in New York? Um... Good question. Really don't know. You don't know, do you? You think it's too late? Would you ever live in New York? Well, this past summer I did. You did? April through July. Why? Riding on Pete Holmes' new HBO show called Crashing. When does that start? Should be uh, premiering after Girls. When is that? I think it keeps changing <laughs> January, February. Okay, so right now it's. Uh, but it'll the be easier of for people to remember Girls as opposed to when, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so. The last season of Girls. Last season of Girls. <clears throat> was that you? Yeah. Whoa, what? both times? Is that weird? That was the first time was you. <clears throat> wow. Was that super weird? Yeah. Do you want to hear a great song? I do. Okay, I, was, I brought. I did this for us. I thought we could have fun with this. I love it. Tell me if this is fun. Okay. It's, it's, it's going to start any second now. 
I'm here with Beth Stelling. Late nights with Beth Stelling, comedian, female comedian, actress. What's it like being a comedian in 1986 in the city of Los Angeles? Beth Stelling on the air. You get live questions with Beth Stelling. Here we are. Well, I love smoking on stage. You do? Okay. What, what's your brand of choice when you smoke? I smoke Newports. Newports? <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of that. Carla, you've got a caller. You're back on again. Caller, yes? What is that? Okay, Beth, what do you think about that? <laughs> I love that. Are you into that? Yeah, do I ever, do have shoulder pads on. Do you ever, when you're with a man, do you ever ask him, like, hey, what's going on downstairs? I do. I, and I say, why don't you come upstairs? Because I can't hear what you're saying. Cause so you live on a walk up? That's right. Awesome. Great. You what like about, this? Yeah. This what? is my radio show. It's called. 1986, Jimmy Jakes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jimmy Jakes, former keyboard player for Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually just a this is a demo from the um, it's called Sunday Paper. It's a sampler demo song. Coming this is up from a next. Keyboard. Coming up next. Come on out. We're doing karaoke actually at Jakes. The Jakes? Yeah. We're doing, wait, we're doing, we're doing karaoke at my, my place? Yeah, everybody was planning on doing the fundraiser. Well, I didn't approve. For March of Dimes. Oh, what is March of Dimes in? Is it children's cancer? Baby. No, no, no. It's premature it? babies. Premature babies. Why is it called March of Dimes? Because <clears throat> that, that's how much they weighed when they came out. This, um, Ten pounds is good. No, no, no. Ten. Ten dimes. Ten dimes. March of Dimes. It's in March. Okay. So can we still do that? We've or? got a lot of time till then. I don't know if I can get my... Place my, cleaned up? Yeah, I don't know if I can get it cleaned up. All the then. dogs. Oh, yeah, I've got 11 dogs. <laughs> For the hunting. How many dogs does your dad have right now? <laughs> He's got one dog. One dog? Does he have one dog? One wiener dog and probably 32 raccoons. He still has the raccoon thing going on? I haven't talked to him in a while. I could text him. How long's a while? Almost a year. Really? Is that is that weird or is that good? Is that bad? Is it nothing? He just like the, so the way he handled some things last year. I just didn't love. Okay. And uh, like yeah. personal things. Yeah, he just the way he kind of said something to me. I was like, you know what? I don't have to talk to you. Yeah. I don't know why I keep. Uh, and he won't try to reach out to you then. He's texted me. Uh, I said he could text me. Okay. I don't want to like be cruel. You know what I mean? My the, the, yeah. You don't want to punish. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be. Yeah, I get I that. I just was like trying to protect myself. So I was like, you know what? I don't have to. I'm yeah. trying to make something work that's not really working. I don't right. like talking, but you can text me. Uh, it's just so like you. F I, I don't because I don't know. It, it became to the point where I'm like, well, what's this conversation going to be about? I, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. And then uh, so now he texts me every now and then updates, but he always. He, I can tell he voice dictates them. There's something about people over 40. Actually, not even that. I don't know what the cutoff is. There's something about a certain age of person that just loves speech to text. Yeah. He opens every text with, hey, Beth, this is your dad. So every text starts with just, hey, Beth, this is your dad. Hey, Beth, this is your dad. And then he tells me like what he's up to. Hey, Beth, this is your dad. Uh, thanks for the birthday. Oh. Uh, this is your dad. Just called to check on you, see how you're doing. 
Beth, uh, this is your dad. I'm out here in Sanford behind the Symbol Town Center as Arj the Pirate, trying to help people find the treasure. Love dad. This is his character. He does characters. Yeah, but he said, it says Urge the Paver, but I know <laughs> that it's Urge the Pirate because I named the, it. I, I would like to be the character name Urge, Urge the, the Paver. Paver. And he's a guy who pay, he, urge. he paves people and he just like, you got to get this done today. Yeah, I you urge got, you. Look, you got to get it done. You don't understand. A pothole is an exponential. Pro- it's a problem that becomes, it grows your exponentially. You run over a pothole, Ugh. your whole axle is going to be off. That's going to cost you 50 thousand dollars that's yeah i i just can't be look i changed my name i changed i changed my name to urge because i because of you because <laughs> i i can't urge I am, you enough urge the paver urge arg the pirate urge well he it was glitter the pirate glitter and i said no how about you told arge, me to. as an r yeah and then arge barker who i told him about what did arge think about that i didn't tell arge barker oh. i don't know him I don't know. I've met him once or twice. I went to a show back in Chicago when I was first starting. and um, He's like a criminally chill dude. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's a pussy magnet. Oh, that's probably because he's so chill. Yeah. It's like goes, it goes hand in hand. I remember wanting to like hang out with him after. Not in a sexual way. Right. Uh, just like, oh, this guy's so cool. And I remember him going off with these two young blondes. And I, I remember being like mad. But I was like, yeah, I mean, of course he's going to do that. Right. Otherwise, he's just stuck here with like a 23-year-old young comic being like, mm, what's it like? I guess that's, I don't know. Sometimes I think I think that's more interesting. Yeah. I'd rather talk to someone, but I'm not Arch Barker. I need to do better of exploring the town that I'm in when I'm in it. You, you do a lot of traveling, right? Okay, so I was, for sure, a lot right. of the time. Then I did move to New York. Right. Which I always said, oh. I'd love to live in New York if a job brought me there. Right. And then it did. So what a joy. That's like, how I feel that about Japan. Hmm? That's how I feel about Japan. Really? Yeah, but it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, maybe it'll probably happen at some point, but it'll happen after the maybe point I Maybe you could I've... do your own girl show and shoot a season there. That'd like be you great. do another girls. Oh, yeah. You write it. I write it, but it's called Boy. <clears throat> yeah, and then you do one season in Japan. Right. So that's an idea. That's a pitch. Okay, you. let me just write this down. Yeah, that is a pitch. Ooh, that seems like more than I said. I know, it's definitely not what you yeah. said. It's, it's not even anything. Um, anyway, so yeah. We're traveling a shitload. Oh, okay, yeah. So then that, you I travel... was working on Pete's show, though, for six months. Right. It's a long time. Then, six months is a long time. Yeah, because I, I got to be there from beginning to end. That's too long, actually. I well, would say, I would have stepped in and said it's a little bit long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's okay, though. Well, next time I'm going to give you a call. For what? Put you on speaker. Have you say that? Okay. So you had to write a, a bunch of episodes. So right, and then I was there all through shooting, and I got to do onset punch up. Nice. So I got to see the whole thing shot. Too. So you get to wear the headphones oh, and be the person who like. I had a chair that said writer. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I so had... it's all done. They finished done. it. Yeah, it's in editing. We have wow. it's all edited. That's crazy. It's just a matter of time before it comes out. Mm. I uh, and okay yeah then I came back here it was right. gonna, like let's get back into the fall tour and right. uh, and then I got hired on another period so you weren't doing any stand up that entire time and I were, was you were doing like shows like, I did a lot you were but I you was doing festivals though, huh? and I was headlining some so you were where did you headline <clears throat> it's a tough one it was a pretty cool I question right I did. 
Pemberton. I think I sent right. you a photo. I think you did, yeah. Pemberton's a small town in British Columbia. Yeah, north of yeah. Vancouver. Right. It's a beautiful pastoral countryside home to sheep and cheese. Also, it was near, what would that have been? Um, the Olympics. Well, the Olympics were in Vancouver, and I'm trying to think of the little town where people stayed during oh, the Olympics. I don't know. I don't it's a little ski know? town. Well, ski town? I don't know. You stayed there. I, I don't know. You Me stayed neither. there? Anyway, and then I did like Bonnaroo, and then I headlined Limestone Fest in Bloomington, Indiana. Nice. What else? I have a trouble. I have trouble remembering what I did. Honestly. Me too. I have trouble remembering what I did yesterday when someone asked me. Yeah. That's what goes back to the whole thing of me saying, "What are you? How's it going? What have you been up to? How's it going?" I realize I say that sometimes, and I think it's the worst thing you can possibly say, is "How's it going?" What or, have you been up what to? What have you been up to? It's like terror. It's just. I like, wonder sometimes if we live here too long, do all of our stories become about what we do? What do you mean? Like, you know... We're definitely allowed too long. I just mean... Like, when you first move here is when you have the most wealth of story. When you move to Los Angeles. Yeah. Because you're like a All bumpkin. All those experiences, yeah. Yeah. That are... That's true. Un- that are unique. Yeah. To Los Angeles. Keep going. I think, I, I think I'm about to fully understand this, but you're, so you're saying you move here... And then what? Is my next show going to be about being a writer on a TV show? Exactly. That's and no one wants to hear about that no, unless no. unless some for some weird way you're able to make that be content that's interesting. But I feel like with myself, I feel the same way. Like, what am I going to talk about acting on a fucking t- television show? I know. Talk about being an actor it takes on a, a network a, show. It takes a rare person to be able to do that. Who does it? For example, who does it? He talks about being an acting on TV. Yeah, and it makes it interesting. Well, I have a couple people, arguably, who like because you never want to be the person that's like I was shooting with, yeah, uh, like on stage, like I was shooting all day today on this TV show that I'm on, um, Grey's Anatomy, and then the crowd is like, yeah, like yay, we have to clap for that. Like even I wrote one joke mm-hmm. about I, I'm I'm on the upcoming season of Red Oaks on Amazon uh-huh. and the joke is, is this season two, yeah okay and uh, I play a lesbian comedian and uh, so I guess all those guys that I turned out in bars were right so that's the that's basically the joke but when I have to set it up and say oh I just got I've, I've been acting on this. I don't say the actual name of the show, yeah. but it's not, you know what I mean? It's not going to stay long. It's just like a, it was like a one-liner, but it it's feels weird is what I'm saying. It feels weird. Yeah. It feels super weird. It feels shitty. You feel, I feel, I feel like I'm trapped in that sense. I feel like it's like a, like sort of a weird kind of prison. Schumer basically in her HBO special did the whole, like, here's what it's like being newly famous, new money. Right. And in her book, too. But she is exceedingly famous. Right. She is a special type of famous that I think even... Right. Even and then, like a... Exactly. She's she's clickbait. And the next person uh, who I've seen do it is Judd Abatow, but he talks about, like, interactions with celebrities. And he's not really... He's not a performer himself. He does do stand-up, but he's not, like, per yeah, se... Yeah, he's going... Oh, he's doing a special... He is? Yeah. It'll be on Netflix. Wow. Oh, he's shooting it next summer. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> it's these people who have known all these celebrities yeah. and tell you about it, but 
Like if I did it, it wouldn't be okay. If I was like on stage. So I'm clo- I'm really close with James Marsden and me, him and Woody Allen were, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you said it, cause it's not like, I don't know why I said Woody Allen. Oops. I'd never hang out with him. But you wouldn't? What if you, what no. if you, what if you wanted to hang out with you? What if you got an email from, is that the son of that Woody was my Allen? neck meat. Woody Allen's chin meat. It's so long and fluttery now. It's like a bird without a wing. Yeah, you can't prevent yourself. Yeah, I mean, whatever. No, I wouldn't hang out with them. You wouldn't? Not if, yeah, I'm not. What if he act, wanted you to be in a movie? We, I've actually had this discussion with a couple of people who don't believe me, but I wouldn't be in it. Really? You'd say no? Yeah. I know that's hard to believe. No, it's not that hard to believe, especially I, now. What I about just, 20 years ago? Would you say 20 years ago? Sure, probably. I don't know. You'd yeah. say no 20 years ago? I guess I could have done it, but I would have been more at risk for being finger banged. I guess at risk. <laughs> you can be. You can. I mean, at risk. Like he's gonna been like eleven. Oh, I, I don't mean that. I mean like you now. Yeah. Twenty years ago, time machine. We don't. Like you are the age I'm, you are now. Okay, okay, okay. Take a time machine. Uh, how do you do this? You sure. Know what I mean, like if you take I was the Annie uh, Hall. If I played Annie Hall. Yeah, yeah. Would you do? I mean, it's just, sure, this is I a guess. Dumb, it's a dumb line of questioning. No, it's not a dumb line of questioning. I, I'm not even like I, the conversation I had about with the other people about it was like, I'm not like, yeah, I don't go out of my way to like hate him or anything. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't want to meet yeah. him. I have no interest in meeting him is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think I really do either. It, it, you want to go get coffee? No, thanks. That's how I feel. Who do you want to meet? Uh... What? Your parents. My parents? Yeah. You want to meet them together or separately? Are they together? They're not. I mean, like, are they married anymore? They're yeah. not married anymore, no. Well, then separate. Okay, so what do you you want to meet them like in the same room? I want to visit them in their homes. You do? Yeah. What do you gonna, What for? What are you trying to do, Beth? I want to get a hug. From my dad? Mm, I have to look, see what he looks like first. He's a good looking guy for his age. Mm-hmm. I think so. Who did you get your long, your young looks from? I'd say it's a combination of that. It's also a combination of having uh, ulcerative colitis for a long time. That's a thing. Really? I think I talked about this in the podcast. No, I mean, I I, I I, we've talked about this before. Yeah, I found out not that long ago that if you have ulcerative colitis when you're young, before you go through puberty, it makes you, it like delays your development. And it makes a lot of times people who have ulcerative colitis or Crohn's end up looking really young because wow. their bowels kind of like basically prevent them from, uh, you know, they prevent you from developing at a normal rate. Interesting. Because so it, cause it, like, you're like malnourished essentially. So. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of young people. So it's a combination of that. Also, I my mom, looks. she looks very young for her yeah. age, though. I was so. going to say, too, does it uh, bother you? Or do you enjoy kind of having your youthful look? I think it's both. I think, uh, I mean, people always ask me that, but I really feel like everything is both good and bad. Like, what bothers me is when people say, you're so lucky. And I say, no, I'm not, actually. It's everything. Because yeah. there is no luck. Everything is either... Everything, every every benefits a detriment. Like if you win the lottery, it's great, but right. really, that's also like a punishment from the universe sure. in a lot of weird ways. Like anyone who wins the lottery, there's almost no one who's won the lottery and come out been like that was just a hundred percent great experience. Right. So it's like that where I feel like, as much as it is a good thing, it's allowed me to do a lot of acting, and some people 
people who I don't like would say, oh, you're getting that role because you look young. And like, I guess that gets in my head a lot. Sure. Because it's easy like, for things no, to No, I'm funny. Yeah, like I have, I, I like to think that I have. Um, or I'm talented. Yeah, I have something to uh, something to say, but at the same time, that also means when I'm doing that stuff, it feels sometimes it feels weird to be playing a young person because if you sometimes I play someone who's so vastly younger than me that you know I think I've talked about this before, but maybe I just talked about it. We haven't talked about it. At least I haven't talked about it in public. But you know the old saying. The old saying. It's like, I think it's pretty Nietzsche or something. When you stare in the abyss, the abyss stares back. Mm -hmm. I talked about this. I think I talk about this so fucking much. It's ridiculous. But the idea that you, um, like if you were to play uh, an evil character, mm -hmm. you'd have to be, some of that's going to gonna touch you. It's going to touch a part of your psyche and it's going to darken it. It's going to cause yeah. you to have thoughts and to feel a certain way because you can't just, you can't just sit inside of something um, and have nothing. You can't like sit in someone's car for ten hours and not leave it smelling a little bit like their, that person's car. Right. That's a weird analogy. That's why but... Joan Allen got out of theater. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying she's never going to do it again, but she was saying like it took a toll on her to be playing these sort of distraught yeah. women that on makes stage you... night after night. So she kind of transitioned to movies. Really. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I guess I, that's, I, I feel similar to that. She started at Theater in Chicago. Joan Allen. At Step, that's a great, the great, great theater company. The Steppenwolf Theater Company. Mm -hmm. Steppenwolf. I think, didn't uh, Laurie Metcalf train there too? I don't know. Mm -hmm. She did? Yeah. She's the best. Laurie Metcalf. Have you ever met her before? No, I've met her daughter. Is her daughter an actor? Yeah. She is? Yeah. Oh. Chicago. With her, her daughter... With Jeff Perry, who is also a Steppenwolf actor. Who's Jeff Perry? He's on the show. It's okay something. if you don't know. Something. It's I called don't know something. What it's called. But you know what I'm saying about the uh, the abyss, though. So uh, yeah, that's that's like playing young. Sometimes I'm just like I don't want to do this anymore because yeah. When you're on set, I sometimes well, I will feel like a small person. I feel like a young. You know when you're when you're yeah. a young person when you're like 16. You don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You don't know who you are. Yeah. So you're unsure of yourself. It doesn't take much to... If someone stared at you in the eye, you would probably be, okay, I'm going to look mm -hmm. away because you don't have the confidence of experience. Right. And so I think sometimes there's that where I, I feel like that on set of something when I'm playing a young person because I feel like even though it's obviously not the case, I can't help but feel like I'm a, a small insignificant I understand. kind of just a little I'm just a fucking kid who knows I don't know shit I feel I'm like I've to... even trapped myself sometimes in a sort of youthful state just by doing stand-up for so many years repeatedly without stopping because was that because stand-up you have to kind of be silly I to don't be kind know of... really I, I just had this discussion <clears throat> recently with my therapist I was like I do sometimes feel like I'm ready to grow up in some ways right like, like what, what would that mean growing up I don't know like uh, building a building a house <laughs> with my bare hands. Yeah, you have to build a house with my bare hands. Yeah, I don't know. I guess just sort of like I don't I I, guess, I don't know what it means really. I just think I've act like I haven't had a lot of responsibilities mm -hmm. that people at my age would. Yeah. And so I don't know if it it doesn't mean I want to like find a husband and get married and get a house. It's like this default I option. I just think it's just odd. Like I I do feel different. Like I feel like I trap myself in a 
mm-hmm. state of this repetitive, let me take in what happens to me and I'll spit it back out to make you laugh. And those things that I repeat or, you know, because you kind of get held back a little if right. you're honing material. Like, your material isn't like every day, new, 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 new. Yeah. It's like you get, you're you're moving forward, but you're clinging back to some things that, oh, I know that works, so I'm going to keep retelling that. It has to marinate. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind I'm kind of held back. That's interesting. Yeah, because you're talking about the past, so you're kind of always revisiting this thing, even though. You maybe if uh, if your life was different, you would have moved past it completely, yes. and it would just be a memory you talk about occasionally if it's tangential yes, to exactly. the, the current thing. And sometimes the things that I have chosen to talk about overshadow any other memories that I would have had from that time period, because I've selected those as like yeah spots in my memory graph or we, map. Right. Well, you basically have created that as a memory. We talk yeah. about this a bunch on this podcast. Is about how memories aren't really real. So you yeah. can just I can, I can decide if you want to, you can decide something has happened to you, and if you think about it enough, it will become as real as anything else. Yeah, I so, mean it's the same yeah. issue of moving on from someone or something, or like yeah, you can either I mean you can write down your experience as you go and then go back and read that, mm-hmm. or as time passes, you're like I'm done with that person, and then we broke up, and then you start to miss or you look at photos of the you don't take photos of you fighting. Yeah. You take photos of you guys yeah, laughing and it's, smiling. It's together. selective, so it's that uh it's yeah. like a, it's the opposite of hindsight being twenty twenty. Hindsight is like this weird thing where it's hindsight's a fucking kaleidoscope. Yeah. Where <laughs> you're looking back, Oh, that was so great. Yeah. It's like, oh actually I was running to the bathroom right before this section right before this I shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> oh yeah, I look like I'm happy. There's this weird picture I have of myself and my friends. At our, uh, we had like a, I was in a band. We played this show at the high school, and afterwards, someone took a picture of all of us. And I think I was like, having this big smile on my face, but I know, I know that that smile is not real. That I'm smiling like big on purpose to be, to be like an asshole because I was so pissed off about the show for some reason. I was like, this is a terrible show. It went bad. And I was pissed about it. Yeah. And th- I look like I'm just happy as shit when actually I'm closing my base case. Like, like let's tear all this shit down. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. But you look at it and it really looks like a real smile. Even to me, I'm like, that looks like a real smile. Yeah. But it's not a real smile. You know the truth. I know the truth. I was acting. I didn't smile in any of my mom's second wedding photos. Really? So I know how I So you, you frown bombed her? Mm-hmm. Was, is it, was you, why is this? Why, 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 why would you do that? Oh, because uh, she just married this freak. A freak? A silly little freak. A silly little freak? Because he a small man? <laughs> Physically small? <laughs> no, he was actually, he was pretty tall. He had like a fluff mullet, like a in the back. Like a, like, a, like a late 80s mullet. Like, yeah, like... Like a pitcher, or a, like a baseball pitcher. Yeah, like long. Almost like Jerry Seinfeld, but not as full. Okay. Or kind of like, um, you ever seen that movie uh, Short Circuit? Mm-hmm. Remember Ali Sheedy's boyfriend, Frank? <laughs> no, but... He was a dick. He drove a Trans Am. He was yeah. an asshole, the number five. <laughs> yeah, Short yeah, Circuit. Yeah, he had a big old fucker. That's such a great movie. We've got a... Uh, listeners, uh, just reminding you of Beth and Johnny, revisit the movie Short Circuit, starring Ali Sheedy and... Um, Donna, what's his name? But so you, you you did this chair. I'm gonna give you a song to play. The song okay. to, to tell the story to. Okay. What story? Story about frowning at your mom's wedding. Oh yeah. This is not a very good song for I you. Like it'll, it. it'll get there. 
I was getting ready. Okay. And I did get a dress that I really like from Elder Bearman. So I'm feeling good. Right. My hair was perfect, and I put a little baby's breath in it. What year was this? 19... It's a 19-year, huh? Hold on. 1994. 1994? So you were pretty young then. Yeah. You were what, like 13? Nine. Nine. I was nine. She was nine years old in 1994. And I had a flower dress. It's your mom's second wedding. Yeah. Okay. At Benham's Grove. Yes, Benham's Grove. And there were old people looking at me. And it was also my birthday. You gotta go to Benham's Grove. <laughs> Welcome to Benham's Grove where the wedding is. It's also my birthday. Your mom had her wedding on your birthday. Why would she do such a fucking terrible thing? I think she thought it would be a good gift. A good gift? A gift for who? Not any daughter that I'd ever met. I was angry. I wonder why you were so angry. Well, they tried to give me a cake on the top of their wedding cake. And I said, bitch, please. Did you really say bitch, please? Or did you say something else? That's stilling. I frowned. I didn't say anything. I just frowned. Oh, so you just, you just kind of shut down? I just shut down. You just shut I got down. real cold fish. Real cold fish. Sometimes I do that, too. I just disengage. <laughs> yeah. Don't answer the phone when your agent calls. They were... Just totally disengage. <laughs> Don't answer the phone when he calls. And they gave the toasts. And then I stood there. And everybody started to sing happy birthday to me. And I said, I hate you all. And then I took the flowers and I threw them on the ground. And I ran outside and I went to the barn. Oh my God, that's so cool. You actually did that on your mom's <laughs> wedding. And I had a little tiny camera. It was disposable. <laughs> I took a picture of the fruit plate. Yes. I took a picture of my shoes. Of her shoes. I took a picture with my cousin. With your cousin. How old was this person? He was 15. Oh, he's a little bit older. Maybe he brought a weed joint and smoked it, but you probably didn't. <laughs> so you, probably. Ran, you ran to the barn. My friend chased after me. Wow, it's just like the graduate, but totally different. <laughs> and she was like, are you okay? I was like, no, it's my birthday. It was your birthday. It I turned also it was the wedding day. April 9th, 1994. What a whore. Horrible day. Horrible. Horrible day. What happened to the rest of the day? I think people started to dance, but I didn't. They probably didn't care about some nine-year-old. They're just like, oh, that's what little girls do. <laughs> right? Right. I think they tried to sing happy birthday to me, and I fake smiled a little bit. Have you been, have you been unhappy on your birthday ever since, or no? No. You've had good birthdays ever since then? Yep. 10, 11, 12. 
What happened the next day after this whole incident? I don't know. But did you, my mom, make you guys make up? Was it okay? I think she still feels real bad about it, and it haunts her to this day. Is that marriage still intact? No. I wonder why. Because of me and my sisters, we hated him. And we did a lot of things to fuck with him. What's the worst? Poisonous soup. You poison his soup with what? With spicy peppers. Oh, that's not poison. Well. Unless he was allergic to spicy peppers. <laughs> we also took his boots. Was he a cowboy? He went through a midlife crisis and he got on the Atkins diet and he slowly started to melt away. So now he's all thin? Yeah. Yeah, he's all And he got a motorbike, a motorcycle. So, and he had motorcycle boots. Did you ever think about cutting the brakes on that motorcycle? <laughs> I wouldn't even know the first thing about that. Well, you could look it up on the internet and find out how. That would really mess with them, wouldn't it? <laughs> He'd have a hard time keeping that relationship together with his bones and his back. All missing. All strewn across the roadway. Daddy's bones got strewn on the roadway Cause I cut his brakes I'm a teen crazy girl My birthday shouldn't have been on your fucking wedding asshole Why'd you do this to me When actually you didn't do anything I'm just young and didn't know how to deal with it <laughs> But I'm a freak I'm sorry I'm a fucking freak <laughs> But you went in the basement And you looked up a lady And you started to touch your penis what? What? Hold on. We're all we're gonna go back to that. You mean on the computer? Yeah. So what you're saying is, is you walked in on Daddy, stepdaddy, stepdaddy looking at porn on the computer. And I was home alone. Home alone. Did Daddy know you were looking? No. Okay. Thank God. Daddy no, I just went enough. downstairs to see if he's gonna give me a ride to school. And then he was in there looking at a girl in the lingerie. And she was Spread Eagle. And spread he, Eagle lingerie. He's looking at her tits in a curious way. Looking at those lingerie in the laundry room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I just Daddy. came down to see if I could get a ride to school in the morning. And you're down here being all horny. Did he yell at you? No, he what just slowly he clicked out of all of the windows. And um, then cease, he turned around and he said, yes, I can take you in the morning. And I ran up the stairs and I locked myself in my room and I put a chair in front of the door. And then I tried to sleep, but all I could think of was that woman inside the door. So you thought about that lingerie? Yeah, I can still see her. Oh, geez. This is an informative experience. She was tan and she had on white lingerie. Mm -hmm. She had long black hair. Long black hair and she was tan. Wearing <laughs> that lingerie. Yeah. And then he was just like slowly turned around. Uh, he slowly clicked out of all the windows. I think he had it open in various sizes. Wow. Well, yeah. it's... but. It's I didn't see anything. I didn't see, like, his dick or anything. Was that a formative experience? No, I don't think I told my mom about it, even. Oh, but what? for my uh, 
18th birthday, she divorced him. For your birthday? It was really more of a graduation gift. Are you serious? You did it on the birthday? No, it was like a graduation gift. So oh, okay. Just it'll, before. It would be funny if she did it on the birthday. Mm-hmm. What's that? I just heard something. <laughs> Dustin, something. Is everything okay? Podcast ghost. Oh, you know what just happened? What? When you say... That was the fucking serious. When you say serious, it opens Siri. I hate it. Hey, Siri. No, watch. Are you serious? Are you serious? Never mind. Who gives a fuck? Oh. I don't care about that dumb shit. <laughs> On your birthday. On your birthday. Grandma. On my birthday. Your grandma got divorced from her husband. My mom. Your, gra your grandma. Right. Your mom. Your, gra <laughs> your grandmother. Your grandmama. My mom. Your mom. Your grandma. Mom. But that was informative. <laughs> it's mildly informative. We're still not sure who stole his boots. I think it was my sister's friend. So your sister's friend stole his, his boots. Cow his uh, motorcycle boots. And like put him in a trash can probably. I'm sure, yeah. So he, he, did he get pissed a lot? Mm, he was pretty chill. Okay, because it sounds like he's pretty chill and he's closing all those porn windows. Yeah, he's very, he was very slow moving. Really? Yeah, except for when he wanted to be, like, he could play the, he played the organ. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, did he play anything like this? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, he did. He this wrote, would have been a better song to play, actually, He wrote right? his own musical. He did? Mm-hmm. It was like about Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And we will raise you up on eagle's wings. Take you from the breath of saints. And you'll do that this thing. Hey, what's I can't remember. And we'll roll back the rock that you came from. We'll roll back this us. Happy birthday, early. It's Easter and you're alive. Thankfully, we thought you died. But we believed. Jesus, we believed. Jesus, we believed. We believed. Jesus, we believed. Jesus, we believed. Jesus Christ, we believed. Jesus Christ, come back for us. Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ. He came, we believed that Jesus, you Jesus, would Jesus, Jesus, come Jesus, back Jesus. for us, and then you did. And then you did. You, you got up on the cross of eagle's wings, and then you ate all of the sky, and puked up the clouds that my dog sleeps on. You dead dogs in heaven with Jesus and they make food in the afternoon. In heaven they make, that's where they make dog food in heaven. They make dog food in heaven, except the kind from China that sometimes kills dogs. But that one's made in hell, the China one, and Jesus doesn't have a stamp on that. But if your dog dies, know it's in good hands with Jesus. Jesus. There's a special Jesus for dogs. 
And all dogs, they go to heaven and live up there with Jesus Christ eating dog food. Special dog food made by... Cloud. What? Made with clouds. Made with clouds. It's so lightweight, they can eat it all day. And then they float and they play. This is what happens to dogs as they eat the cloud dog food <laughs> and they live... You know how you have to give a dog a certain amount of food? You can't overfeed them. Well, in heaven, the dogs, all a dog does all day is eat. And he it never just, gets fat. He never gets fat. He just eats and eats and he eats. And if you never had time to take your dog to the dog park, it don't worry about it. Now's the time. Everything's it's the, the eternal playground. Jesus makes the food that your dog eats in heaven. Jesus, thank you so much for watching over our pets. Thanks for watching over our pets, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for cooking all that good dog food for Barney and Stephen. Wills. And Wills and Whipple. <laughs> and Kesher, and Weed, and, and Houseboat, and Nigel, and Nigel, and Frankincense, and Stevie, and Daytona, and Stewie, Ferrari, and Sammy, and Sammy, and Roger, and Shelby, and Dickie, and Pizza, and Brownie, and Batman, <laughs> and Marshmallow, and Pepper, and Pepper, and Castle, <laughs> and Old Brick. And Rock. And Timony. And Kitty. And Scorpy. And Finger Slut. And Finger Slut. The Finger Slut, the dog. Uh, such a sweet dog is Finger Slut that it always wanted to do. Finger Slut was called that because, well, he would just eat like a slut. And then. Doritos. 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 Say something, Beth. Nacho's a great name for a dog. Mixed with meat. Hey, what would you do if you just got home and heard like a really scary sound in the middle of the daytime? I'd freeze up and put my back to a wall. You would. What if you heard like a sound like this? It was like, ah! in your house. <laughs> I would freeze up, put my back to a wall, start to investigate. Okay, what if it wasn't you were getting home? Well, let's say you've been at home for a couple hours, and all of a sudden you hear this sound. <laughs> but maybe like less human, more just like, what the fuck is that? Here like this. Up and I would slowly open my door to see what it was. <laughs> okay, but if it sounds like it's coming from the kitchen. Okay, then I would get my field hockey stick. Okay, you gotta feel. Where's the field hockey stick? It's right in my closet okay. next to my coats. Okay. And then I would hold it in my hand. Right. And and I would uh, slowly mer emerge from my bedroom and peek around the corner to see what it was. I might say something like "Hello." Yeah. What if he, What if all you heard was this again? Ah! 
No, that's not, that's not the right sound. That's not the right sound. There's a special sound I have that aggravates dogs. It doesn't aggravate them, it activates them. Uh -huh. It like, gets them to play. And it's like this. I don't think I can do it here because it's so loud. But it's basically this. It's this. It's... <laughs> if you do that to any dog, they will want to play. Really? You're looking out there like some like 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 you're expecting someone to to be like, we don't know either. We don't know. Someone's gonna be like, Beth, I'm sorry, we're trying to help you. We need to get you out of there. Beth, we're trying to get you out. Just 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 act like it's okay. <laughs> I did it to Barry's dog and it worked. And he tried to do it and he couldn't do it. I bet. A lot of people can't do that you sound. Got the touch. Can you do that sound, do you think? Oh, you can. That's good. Try it. Try it to a dog. Okay. You go. I will. Is that good? Yeah, I do it to my dog all the time and she freaks out. Rabbit. Yeah, I do it to rabbit. Sometimes I'll go, who's there? Who's there? She'll be barking. Who's there? Who's there? I used to die laughing at some of your videos with the dog. Have those stopped? Or well, Vine, Vine's done. That's what yeah, happened. Vine, Vine hasn't, hasn't died yet. I just heard it's going away. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. When are they going to take it away? Well, they'll take it away eventually. Um, uh, I was going to ask you a question about your mom. She said she, your mom's music a music teacher, teacher right? Yeah. So we just did all this music stuff. What would your mom think about that? I think she would have said... You should have taken your time and breathed a little better. Yeah. And that I've never been good at harmonizing. You haven't? No. And she would have said, you should have stuck to a song that you knew. Okay. Do you have a, no songs you know on the <clears throat> guitar at all? Not on the guitar. You don't? I Do you have you one then? I have a guitar right there. I have a few that maybe you could... I, I, she plays the guitar. She does. Me. By the way, I can't... Those aren't TM. I mean, I don't know if that's what my mom would really say. TM? Like, trademarked. By uh, my mom. Like, oh. I think she would have said, that was weird or fun. I mm. think she would have been supportive no matter what. Is your mom supportive of comedy? Yeah. She is super She has supportive. been from the beginning, yeah. Does she, like, have, like, a, a best-selling street team? She she would if she needed to. Okay, you she don't need She had a dream though. the other night. She right. said that she was, uh, I don't think she used the word opening for me. Right. I, I, yeah, it's but, in her parlance. In, in her parlance, She was basically was. like, oh, I was doing... Wait, a, you, have a, a, you have a recording of it? No, it was a text yeah mm. but um yeah anyway she just was like we were doing a big theater and mm -hmm. and you know i only found out the night before you said you would help me but then you didn't have time and i didn't have time to prepare and everybody in the audience was people i didn't like mm -hmm. and she said and then i got up there and i didn't i could i didn't write i didn't prepare any material your she mom was supposed didn't? to do stand up she yeah. said, and then she got very uncomfortable. She ran off and had to ride her bike up a rocky hill. This is like a very traditional public speaking fear dream, it sounds like. That's yeah. pretty normal. It just happened to be tense, had to do right. with you. She's a you're... teacher, and so oh. she does have, she, she's like, you know. She, she does some. Perform a little bit. But nothing scarier in this whole world than doing stand-up. Probably not. But you're an expert stand-up comedian. Uh, I come in, I go in waves, but I feel pretty good about it. You perform a lot. Yeah. I've had shows every night this week. Are you serious? How do you do that? See, I just did it again. I said... Siri. Why can't I fucking say serious, you fucking piece Siri, of shit? get out of here. Fuck you. God, I hate it. Yeah. So you you had shows... You do shows... <clears throat> so you do comedy a lot. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to ask you is I just want to pick your brain. Oh, pick it. Because you do comedy a lot. Pick it. And I do a lot less because mm -hmm. I don't want to do comedy a lot of times unless it's under the unless it's under the circumstances the which 
I want it to be. Like, I don't want to do clubs. You do a lot of clubs, right? Yeah, it's, it is interesting because early on I had the opportunities in Chicago to do like a, you know, a alt room. And I right. also had the opportunity to try to get past at a club. Right. So I was able to like sort of straddle that line. What club was it? Zanies. Zanies. I know that, uh, you know, our friend Josh Fadum, he's a good yeah. friend of mine. He he opened for uh, I had a show with someone him on there. Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, he did. He opened for someone at Zanies and said it was one of the worst experiences he ever had. Um, cause did he feel like he bombed or? It was just like, this was in tennis, this is in Nashville. Oh, really? Not Chicago. He said, it's just the audience was like terrible. They were really? like, like just the worst people, you know? Really? And he, to me, he's one of my favorite comedians that it's, that it's alive. Yeah. I think he's like exceedingly funny. I but do it's too. interesting to me that people that I know go into these environments where Hostile, even. It scares the shit out of me. I guess it doesn't scare me so much. I guess it does scare me. I mean, I... Yeah. But you don't think anything of it now, do you? That's not true. I mean, okay. I'll go... Th like, just a couple weeks ago or a week ago, I got on the phone with my agent, and he was like, let's go through a list. And it was like, this place? Hell no. This place? Yes. Yeah. This place? No. This place? So you're... Like, vibes and location, yeah. and it makes a difference to me. Like, I'm like, not going to do the... You're not going to do the Hartford Funny Bone. Probably not. Yeah. Is it's, that one bad? I did it once on tour with Bronger. And it was part of a uh, a sponsored tour. We just did one show there. And it was this place where it's in, like in, this, it's in this office park. You know, it's one of those places that's brand new. It's got a bunch of franchise restaurants. And it's sort of like you can't figure out. It's one of those uh, puzzles in terms of it's only accessible by a car. What? And when you get in there, you know how it's all these weird little roads that are, they're not really roads. It's this weird sort yeah. of parking lot. It's this thing getting, that exists. I feel, like I feel like diarrhea even hearing about this yeah, right it's now. Yeah, the, they're everywhere. They're all over the country. Yeah. They're in all these medium-sized towns have a comedy club, and it's in with the Bonefish Grill mm -hmm. and maybe some piece-of-shit multiplex where everything's made of foam that's been sprayed with cement, and it's, everything's temporary. Everything's... So you know what it is? This is the best... My best assessment of this is places that have small trees... <laughs> they, they, when they built the place, they raised everything to the fucking ground, 10 miles outside of anything that anyone cares about, and they built this thing up, and then they're like, okay, now we've got to put in some trees, so we'll put some little fucking dinkers in, <laughs> some little dinker trees in there that won't grow because they're not being cared for. It's like a Walmart parking lot, basically. Yeah. And that's what that place is like. But that's that place is not unique. There's a lot of places like that. I, and I, to me, it's like this thing where it's this... I still get scared sometimes yeah. about certain places, and I think of myself as like it makes you feel like less of a comic, like you're not tough enough to do it or something like that. In my yeah, opinion. right. Like especially dating CM, who's a New York guy, and he's just like a he went through hell on the road as early. He's been doing stand up since he was eighteen. Yeah, and you so, have to. It's like a thing. You feel like you have to do this thing. You have to go through this uh, like trial. Yeah. Of of terror and perform to drunk people who want to kill themselves but don't have the balls to do it. Right. But then it's like, yeah, but part of me is like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. Like, why? It's odd. Do it's... you have, why do, why, why do we still have to do things that are, go through these weird trials if you don't have to do it? Right. I mean, like, like I had, it, uh, you know, they were like, we want to go here to this place. And it's like, I've heard horror stories. And I was just like, no. Yeah. Just I don't no. want to go there. 
so I can I have the luxury of doing that yeah. or I'm not like starving at this moment in time where I'm like, mm-hmm. shit, I don't know if I can pay my rent. So you got to do So thankfully I can say, no, I don't want to go there. So, but stuff in the, but obviously you can't, you've been doing comedy for a long time. There's a point in time when you're doing a lot of places like road, mm-hmm. like straight up quote unquote road work. Yeah. I mean, I've had times where it's been rugged. Yeah. For sure. Um, where I'm like, oh, I don't belong here. I'm not cut out for this. this that, especially my early years headlining. Right. I mean, pure terror. Right. Where you're just like, I have to fill 45 no matter what. Yeah. And these people don't know who I am and they don't care about me. And yeah. if you don't like me, buckle the fuck up because I have to do this for 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Like, buckle up <clears> or leave. Yeah, because like, you know, I've had, I, there's been, you know, I get, I, I'm not, I don't get asked a lot, but people are like, can you write a worst show ever? And it's kind of like, I think I've like shoved them deep down. I don't, mm. I never have like one off the cuff. Like, oh, yeah. this hell story. Yeah, I'd love to. All the hell stories I have are actually in a way that they're, the, they're the best stories I have. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, this was hell, but it was great because I lived through it. Like the first time I ever headlined was terrible, but it was also, it was great because I'm like, oh, this is, it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, I don't care that you don't, that you're fucking, I can see in your face that you hate me. Yeah. You do not like anything I'm saying. And guess what? I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> guess what? I can talk louder than you. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It's like a weird thing when the worst thing, when yeah. something's terrible and you're and you're living through it, if you, like, look at it and realize, oh, this that was is, the worst that could happen there. Yeah, like I'm not dead, and I'm still. Like I'm, you're not dead, but you're still you're living in this terror. It's kind of like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. It's the the worst is the best, but I guess I always get confused. That's why I'm asking this because I always think about that in terms of what is something that makes sense to do for the experience of it, and what is something that you yeah. want to avoid because you don't need to experience that anymore. You know, how do you, how, where do you draw the line between, okay, I need to experience something because it, it will make you grow, right. and what's something where, okay, I think I've I've tasted shit enough to know that I don't want to eat it. <laughs> I know, I well, right. That, like, I mean, it's a good question because I, I always feel like I'm sort of like waiting to break through something else, like right. break on through to the other side. I don't know. There's something in me that's like I feel still like there's something held back. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if that'll change. I feel probably closer to myself than ever on stage, like how I really yeah. am in, or a version of me as but opposed to. Doesn't that just come from performing a lot though? Because so. your voice is so home. Yeah, I think so. But there's certain places I'm very comfortable. Mm. Like, and, and it rarely happens where I can go to a place and be comfortable right away. It happened at, like, Dallas Comedy House. Okay. I don't know why. It's just, like, certain places, it depends yeah. on the setting, who, who's there, who's running it. It's just the, it's the like vibe. The, whatever. And yeah. I had a great time and a great show. Whereas right. if I'm, su- I, I, Zany's was my ho- home club for the longest time. Mm-hmm. and. I finally, when I was there in January, which I shouldn't have even gone, I told myself I wouldn't go back. But anyway, I did did. because I just was randomly on the calendar and I was like, okay, fine, keep it. Yeah. Anyway. um, So they they thought that if they put you on the calendar, if if we book her, she will show up. It's basically (laughs) it. Yeah. I was like, why am I on the calendar? I went to go look for Sam. He was like, can you look what date I am? And I was like, why am I in January? Okay, whatever. So that was this like almost a year ago. 
Um, and I like had like four out of the six shows sell out, and it was like that was the first time I really actually like gained traction back home, where I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But it was still there's still an amount of scariness to me because it was such a nervous place for me for so long. Right. Like, am I gonna get past? Is it good enough? Oh. It wasn't like I'm jiving. I feel comfy, you know. It's like I'm judging the people there too, who right. comes to see that. Yeah. I don't know. The crowd makes a difference too. It's just tough. It's tough until you have fans. Right. But even then, even when you do have fans, you still get people in there who yeah. are like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Oh God, who are you? I know. And then what's the change? It's like if all you had, that's what bothers me sometimes. It's like, okay, so if I just had like a couple more other, like if you had seen me enough times on a something commercial, this yeah. would be okay for you? How do you know when it's fans? Like, how, I don't is there know. a way to know? I don't know. I'm asking because I'm. I always imagine there's about five. Five people. <laughs> yeah, in the audience <laughs> that like actually want to be there. Yeah, I don't know because I, I, I'm doing this headlining gig. I was talking about in, at the beginning. At DC? Yeah, I'm doing doing Draft House in uh, a week from today. I'm doing a week it in from, March. Right. I hear it's good. But it's, I haven't, because I was working on the show, and I haven't had a chance to do any sort of weekends on at all. On Zorn? On Zorn, yeah. I was working on that and stuff, and so I couldn't do any traveling really. I did some, but I didn't have, wasn't able to do much. Yeah. And then I did another little tour, but I basically haven't had a chance to or been interested in headlining anywhere. But this is an old date. I'm just so interested to go into it and be like, what's this going to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's going to, who's, who's here? <laughs> yeah. Hi, are you here? Let me know. Who's here? Who's what's what's here? it like? Do you like being here? I just need to poll the audience. Maybe I'll just do that. Yeah. And also the other thing too, it's like people who, and I'm not saying you don't have enough time. I'm saying so, so people who sometimes will tour off of something that aren't stand-ups, for example. Yeah. Um, they can do a Q&A for like 30 minutes. Do you know uh, what I mean? Like, they'll, yeah. like, talk for a while. I know. That, and to then, me, I don't like that. Yeah, well, me neither, but I'm just saying, like... Who does that? Some people do that who are famous for other things. I know, I know like, Riggle does it sometimes. Does he? Riggle. I did. I opened for him years ago, and he did it. Well, but I don't you know, know if he's still doing that. It's a way to, like, fill time. Yeah. Oh, no. It's odd. I mean, you know, it's not odd. It makes sense. I guess so. It makes sense. I think it's... It's not something I'm... You know what it is? I'm not... I'm not interested in that. Yeah. I don't know. There's no theater still in that. scare me. I still sometimes get nervous. Like, the ideal is to have people come out and enjoy themselves and laugh with you right. and get, know that what they're in for. But, oh. yeah, I try to avoid. I don't want to put myself through hell. I, I try to avoid a bad right. room. It still scares me. But isn't there also something to be said about doing a show to people who are, you sort of win them as opposed to they're already with you? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, but I still feel like I have to do that every time. Because yeah. I have about five people there to see me. Maybe. But if you do a show, like let's say you do a show at some place here in L.A., like some quote-unquote... Bad room. I don't. I was going to say hipster, but I don't oh. know. That word, I feel like that word has no meaning anymore. You know what I mean? People who, when you ask them a question, they don't say anything. Mm-hmm. People who are yeah. so polite and so like reserved, they're not going to ask anything back. Whereas if you do some show like in Wilmington, North Carolina, you probably might get an answer. And it may be better because of that, because mm -hmm. you have people who are less, they're less reserved. They're more like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going out to see the show yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. I did that room last, uh, Wilmington. Was that, what am I thinking about? The Dead Crow? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, but for me, I was like, there's every time I, well, hindsight, we said, isn't always 2020, but like, I look back and I'm like, yeah, I'm better now just because I just, because I did that, because I know what that room looks like now. Yeah, so you. So I could go back and be like, bam, bam, bam. It's like being Jason Bourne. Yeah. You know where the exits are. Yeah. And you can see. It just makes such a difference. And there's a rare thing, like I said, Dallas Comedy House stands out in my mind because I had such a blast. Right. But I've never been there. It's just the vibes, the people, a good time. The Strokes. Do you... Did you sing with any songs growing up? Did I sing any songs growing up? Sing any? Um, No, I didn't really sing any songs growing up. I think uh, I used to sing songs in church, but we'd make fun of them a lot. Really? In Catholic church, yeah. Like which ones? Um, Probably like um, uh, Eagle's Wings, which we did that. We will raise you up on Eagles, take you out to dinner, and give you the breath of the Lord. I don't know what the words are, but that's a that's a that's a fuck up of it. Mm -hmm. That's a mashup of that. Um, Other songs, I think I sang. God, what songs did I sing growing up? I don't know, Beth. This is a good question. Yeah. What songs did I sing growing up? I probably sang, like, like as a little baby kid. Yeah, because my mom taught the primary choir that oh. we all grew up in, so we sang songs. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, That's knees, one. and toes. Or there was one we used to sing called um, Sipping Soda from a Straw. It's like this old-ass, stink, stupid 20s. Uh, I can't even think of it is. All I know is the music teacher decided to change it to sipping cider from a straw instead of soda because he thought that cider sounded better than soda. Sipping cider. Sipping cider from a straw. Oh. I remember being in Bamber Valley Elementary School with this weird... Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota. Cider. Do you ever wish you could uh, you could turn back time and look at what your like, second grade teacher looked like? To you now? Yeah, just be like... But not to see them as they were when you were that age. As now? Yeah. Uh, so we go back and peek in. Yeah, peek in. Because be like, there's that's so many... what you look like? Yeah. Because to me, you're oh, so big. So big, so smart, so everything. Yeah, I used to come up to my mom's hip. Yeah. Now she fits within me. A, yeah, What is? what's her deal? What is her deal? She's so small and she keeps to herself. Your mom does? Yeah. You want to talk about it? I love her. Okay. She's great. Yeah. I thought maybe you were about to be like, open up a, 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 a worm chest. Oh, no. No, no. We, um, she used to sing, uh, there, she did a lot of call and response, but mm-hmm. uh, one was, uh, what's your favorite ice cream? Mine is what? chocolate. You have to say yours. You okay, say, ready? So I say, what's your favorite ice cream? And then you say, mine is whatever you want. Okay. okay? What's your favorite ice cream? Mine is strawberry. Then again, I'd like to try them all. Peach, banana, cherry, macaroon, and prune. And then you go, prune. 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 I think as a kid, I would say, um, I don't know. You get nervous. I would say I don't want to do that. Really? I would say I don't like ice cream. Really? I would say, listen, miss, I don't like ice cream. Miss Stelling, I'm not a huge fan of ice cream. I don't okay. I don't really like ice cream that much. Is that weird? No, that's okay. It is. You don't have to say what you like or don't like. I don't have to. No. What's your? What kind of food are you into these days, Beth? Oh, what do I eat a lot of? Yeah. Chipotle? You seriously watch Chipotle? Well, I don't love it. It's just an option, you know? It's available. Yeah. But when you're on the road, how do you manage your diet on the road? Because well, that's a hard if thing. I'm in, if I'm actually trying to be fit, 
Let's just be fit, but I just, I just want to be fit. I, I, I try to eat like salads and meats, fruits and veggies. But do you think ever think about what the salad, what kind of lettuce the salad is? Like you're I mean, just going to do romaine or difference. what? Yeah, I guess spinach, but spinach. I like going to forage. Have you been there? Yeah. It's in LA though. Yeah, I know. So sometimes I'll pack things. What do you pack? Nuts. What kind of nuts? Fruit, dried fruit. Dried fruit, okay. Almonds. Almonds. You talk about roasted or these all raw? Oh, raw, lightly salted, you know. Yeah. And no. then pack some dried mangoes. Oh, sweet potato chips. Mm. Um, so you pack a lot with yeah, you? Yeah, I try to pack. One time almost in South Dakota, I pretty much lived out of my backpack. Oh, because South Dakota is pretty. It was rugged. It is, it's On not the food a lot there. On the food front, it's rough in South Dakota. On the food front, the food front, the food front. On the food front, food front. Is that supposed to be like food front end of my house? You gotta back up the truck and turn over a mouse. You got a gun, you shot it off. You're coming back like a living the loft. You're living your life, you're doing it wrong. Come go see Beth at the live comedy show. Check out her Twitter.com. Twitter.com. Check me out at Beth Stelling Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. You can check out Beth Stelling at B-E-T-H-S-T-E-L-L-I-N-G. Is that right, Beth? That's right. Okay. Uh, what else? They got what else you got? You got anything coming up? I think this is gonna come out on Saturday. Oh I think today I think today is Saturday. Okay. What should people know? Next Friday, November 11th, season two premiere of Red Oaks on Amazon. Red Oaks. I should pop in around episode three, four, or five or Red so. Red Oaks. Red Oaks. Got it. Okay. Yeah. What and my else? album is called Simply the Beth. Simply the Beth. I always thought it should be called Steth Belling. Really? Yeah. How come? Just because I like you that like spoonerism. Steth. Steth Belling. Hey, I'm Steth. Uh, where's that album? Uh, where do you get it? Can you get it on LP? Oh no! You get a digital digital download. I iTunes. When you have a live show, do you stand out? Did you sell your album there? I did until I ran out because, like, you have to buy them. You have to buy the CD. Yeah, you buy them and then you just sell them. Is this your second album? Third album? Second album, but I don't really love my first one. Really, I think it's good. Mm. Well, it's it it has it has a purpose. Yeah. You know what its purpose is? Do you know what the purpose of that first album is? What? Being the first. Yeah. Think about that way, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so they can see you. Oh, hey, what? Oh, Johnny. Hey, I'm so sorry. Nice that was that you. was Dicker. That was Dicker there for a second. I, you know how I feel about Dicker. Yeah, you had, oh, I should say this. Uh, everyone, you can come see uh, Dicker. Dicker's a good friend of mine. Uh, he was just talking earlier. Dicker's, Dicker hosts a show with Josh Fadum December 4th at the Satellite in Los Angeles. Oh, if yeah. you don't live here... <laughs> if you don't live here, come here for that because it's going to be really great. Beth's going to be on the show. So is Drew Drogi and so is Byron Bowers Ooh. and maybe someone else. I don't know yet. Um, I want to play this song here and then I guess we can like kind of exit out slowly. Yeah. Uh, make sure you check out the website. <laughs> what about your dates? I just said I've oh, only, got the, only got that one right DC now. DC Draft House, but what DC are the dates? Draft, uh, it's, uh, it's, this is the problem. See, this is why... I have to look at it every time. The 10th, 11th, and 12th. So the 10th uh, is a Thursday. November? November. Yeah, so next week. I think it's going to be weird to being in, being in DC after the election. Yeah. I think it's going to be weird. That's mm. probably why they asked me to do it. They're like, get this guy who's uh, 
Who's a fucking shit bug? Shit bug out here. Shit dung beetle. Get, the, get that fucking shit bug comedian out here to do that the <laughs> get election. Get that dung beetle of a comedian. Get that fucking clown boy out here. Get that little dung beetle boy. Get that little that little dung, little boy who rolls up poo poo in a little ball and deposits it in his bank. Get that little poop doll. Get that little shit stain out here. You want to hear a cool vocal effect? This is what you want to do. I'll say some yes. stuff. This is it. Somewhere over the rainbow On the 10th, 11th, and 12th apart Best-selling, thank you for being Pemberton in D.C. on that night This is General Baby What's that? From the podcast. This is from named the pod- This is live to tape. Live to tape. Yeah, you've been on live to tape. Thank you, live to tape. Thanks, Beth. Thanks for being here. Bye, Dicker. Dicker. So bye. What do you want, Beth? Call me. Call you. Please. I'll call you up. Just give me your phone number. I'm ready. If it, whenever you have a long drive ahead of you or whatever, just call me. Okay. Yeah.